This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who is on this podcast and the other person who lives in this home. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. It has been a little while since we've done Obsessed. We've taken a little break. So I'm going to go back to a very traditional question and ask, (laughs) how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm actually, I'm doing very well because I'm excited to be um, talking on this podcast again. Excellent. That is very good to hear. So I'm going to just rip the curtain back. Yeah. We, we took a little break because we've had a lot uh, going on, including uh, something that we have uh, named personally in our home, Operation Elegant, where we're redoing some things in our home. And right mm-hmm. now we have changed up our podcast station. And when we changed up the podcast station, I was like, look, it's no problem. We can just set up the mics uh, kind of on our couch television watching area. We'll set the mics on the coffee table, uh, which, as you're listening, that's what's happening right now. Uh, But what I didn't calculate in that, I am uh, scrunched down like a little gargoyle, and Sarah is towering over me like an Amazon because of the difference in uh, chair size. I mean, you're (laughs) taller than me and have better posture anyway. So I'm always a little bit of a gargoyle on Amazon. That's our vibe anyway, but it's particularly <laughs> pronounced right now. It is. And I'm also um, trying to figure out where to put my legs. So, you know, yeah. if you hear a whoop, that's me and like going, oh, those don't work there. <laughs> yes. And we both have to be careful not to talk with our hands so we don't knock over my action figures. That too. We're in a very much a transition space, <laughs> literally, physically. It's fun. Yeah. But uh, thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, thank you in particular to patrons on Patreon who are understanding about taking a a little bit of a break. There's just kind of too much uh, going on this summer, uh, but we're going to try to get back to doing bi-weekly episodes and releasing them on a regular schedule. What? what? What's all that about? Who are we? Anyway, these are things that are said on podcasts all the time. Apologies and claims of regular schedules. Anyway, we're also going to try doing a little bit of a shorter format, uh, adapting to the way we've been doing the podcast uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, where it is you and I talking, sharing things that we are obsessed with, sometimes in the big picture, but sometimes just something that's on our mind uh, right now and in the moment. And with that, shall we get to our topic? Let's dive in. All right. Our topic is very genuine in terms of what is on my mind right now, and it is something that we did for my birthday. Uh, We went on a book crawl. Sarah, would you like to explain to the listeners what uh, our version of a book crawl was? Yeah, absolutely. So it was taking the idea of like a bar crawl or a coffee crawl, I guess you could do, or like a, (laughs) you know, progressive dinner where you go to a different place for each like uh, course of a meal. And uh, we, well, you chose um, very well. I'm just going to editorialize it. Oh, here. thank you. Um, three bookstores. And the idea was that we would stop at each bookstore and um, at least get one thing between per the family, two of us yeah. per, for our family. Um, and also have it be like we were on a schedule. We weren't staying a super long time at each one. And uh, so it was that idea of like, like you're going for um, for a shorter experience but going to multiple locations rather than going to one location for maybe a little bit uh, larger, deeper experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it worked out pretty well. Uh, We set up a good route through Los Angeles. So we mostly had like scenic fun drives. So that was a part of the crawling. We certainly knew we would enjoy the books. The Mm. question is, would we enjoy the crawl? Right. Uh, You laid out all of the rules that I uh, attempted to set up when I was uh, planning it. And then I, you know, ran it by you. uh, And 
we, but mostly I, failed at almost all of the rules that we set up <laughs> in that we... The, it, I had a minimum of... It had to be three book crawls because just stopping at two bookstores, that's called stopping at two bookstores. It right. had to be at least three mm-hmm. to be a crawl. Uh, but then I had forgot that the first bookstore location actually had a second, even more bizarre bookstore right next door to it. So we did get to four bookstores. We did. I just said three because that was the plan. No, that was great. So, that was the plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you're sharing the plan and I'm sharing the reality. The reality. We ended up going to four bookstores. The let's just buy uh, one thing in each bookstore also uh, extremely predictably fell apart, which was mostly my problem. I I enjoyed being at each bookstore for a short amount of time, but it gave me a little bit of like, what if I never find this book again? Uh, so yeah, there was uh, more books purchased. And of course, we got uh, grossly behind schedule. But despite almost every rule falling apart, it still worked big picture, I thought. Totally. It was so much fun. Yeah. What? Uh, um, I'm curious what you expected to get out of it and then ultimately what emotionally you actually did get out of it Mm, yeah I expected um in terms of like positives I (laughs) (laughs) is is there a long list of negatives too no no but just I I I mean I expected to enjoy it I like bookstores um you had set it up really well that there were um in the original plan we there were two bookstore. We each had two bookstores we had been to, and one bookstore we hadn't, and it was a different one for both of us, of which one we hadn't been to. Yeah. So I was very much looking forward to sharing the first bookstore with you, which I have been to a bunch, and you had not, and I just was fairly certain you would enjoy it. Um, yeah. So I was really looking forward to that. As and I'm going to interject real yeah. quick because I'm realizing I'm rusty on my uh, my podcastery for obsessed of like we should actually say what the bookstores oh. were so people aren't screaming. At Where their headphones, what bookstores are you talking about? So yeah. as we go through this, so that first one that I had never been to, that mm-hmm. you had been to, do you want to explain that one? Absolutely. So it's Book Soup, um, bookstore to the famous and infamous or something like that is their tag. It's right on Sunset Boulevard, um, like down the block from Whiskey A Go-Go. And um, it's one that I, be- because it is uh, on my commute to work, it's an easy one for me to stop at. So I've stopped there for fun. I've ordered books through them. They're fantastic. Um, great little independent bookstore um, that's right there on Sunset Boulevard. And uh, I was super excited to share it with you. So that was the thing that I was looking forward to. And honestly, a lot of times lately when I've been there, I've been um, ordering books. So I just kind of run in, have found like the five minute parking out front. (laughs) And so I just run in, pick up the book and I haven't had time to browse or look around. Mm -hmm. So I was looking forward to having some time to actually look around and enjoy the bookstore rather than just go to the counter, pick up the thing I've pre-ordered and prepaid for and leave. Right. So like having actually the bookstore experience was honestly part of what I was looking forward to. To like to sink into the atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Because even though I've been there, um, I don't think I've spent time really looking around since before the pandemic, which is partly because of the whole pandemic thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So there was that. I was really looking forward to um, going to the second bookstore, the Iliad, which is a used bookstore that I had never been to, but you had. And so um, we have talked extensively about how much we love used bookstores. Um, And so I knew you were enthusiastic. I was excited for that. So um, I was just really excited for the experience. I was excited to see this is is the positive and negative. I was excited to see where am I at the end of it? Am I like still excited? Am I retail fatigued um which i totally get and sometimes without warning and it's just sudden and there and my brain just goes like 
like the low whirring of a computer. Yeah, let me, I want to follow up on that. Is that yeah. for you just like, uh, is it a, a an emotional break with capitalism where like I don't need to express all of my love through buying things? What, what causes that? that uh shopping break for you (laughs) if i knew (laughs) (laughs) um i think it's a combination of things and that's why for me it's a little unpredictable because it it, i can be doing something that i love and i'm just like yep nope too much like i think sometimes it's overstimulation sometimes a big trigger for me is i need water (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right and we had brought a water bottle but we left it in the car and it was like we had boiled water because we got it out of an impure river or something i could not yeah yeah i didn't care i drank it because it was that or not survive so um. <laughs> how's that for drama we almost <laughs> died on the book crawl because the water was too hot right um, you know, one of the things that I had not thought about that you mentioned that you had thought about was the drive between places. And that was really fun. Like I hadn't really thought about what routes we would take or where we'd be driving through. And a lot of them are routes that I feel like, oh, I go on like, that's fine. And it'll be f- fine. And hopefully we won't hit too much rush hour or whatever. And it'll be good. But that isn't that to me. I wasn't thinking of it going into it as part of the experience. And then it was really fun. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that that worked because a part of the thought was, yeah, no, if I could just teleport to bookstores, I would do that every day. Mm-hmm. I would be at bookstores in my Grogu sweatpants because I love bookstores and I love the environment of them and the mood of them. But um, we had had two recent visits to Minneapolis where uh, we are basically from. We both moved around a bit, but that was our home for a long time. And I think we both really enjoyed the visits. In particular, it's lovely to visit uh, Minneapolis in the summer when it's just green and then blue sky with puffy clouds. So beautiful. And we had, uh, you know, uh, productive times and saw friends and had great times. Um, so there was a part of me that was like, I feel very lucky to feel like I have two homes. I have Minneapolis. That is the place where I spent a ton of my uh, life. And Los Angeles is our right now home. And I wanted to celebrate Los Angeles because I felt those visits allowed me to kind of celebrate Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I want to reconnect with what I love about Los Angeles that has so much variety in every way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to be able to not only see the variety of kinds of bookstores that we could go to and have that experience, uh, but then, you know, we went through, we went down Sunset Boulevard, which is fun, you know, and the Sunset Strip. And then we went over uh, the uh, the hills of uh, Laurel Canyon, which is always fun to drive through. But then we ended up on some uh, stretchers that we haven't been on before. There's a part of a uh, uh, a bikeway uh, greenway in the valley that led us to Iliad, which I haven't been on that part of it uh, as much. Uh, the Chandler uh, Parkway uh, that had all of these murals of various studios and movie rental shops that had all these cool murals on them. And then we, uh, to our last destination, we kind of uh, were farther north and west, right, uh, in the general uh, northeast, northeast, in the general uh, Los Angeles metro area, to an area by the hills that clearly used to just be like where actual ranches were. And the, so there's still a lot of that ranch aesthetic, and there's all these signs, because there's still ranches there, saying, like, be sure to be ready to share the road with a horse. Uh, so I feel like not only did I get to see some of the parts of Los Angeles that I think are like beautiful and fun and interesting, but we got to see such a variety of them. Mm-hmm. And that was an emotional surprise to me that I did like, hey, it worked. 
it wasn't just like the annoying grind of driving through Los Angeles. It was like a beautiful tour of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. So um, so then ultimately, for my question of what you expected to get out of it and what you got out of it, <laughs> for you, was it that you enjoyed the drive more? <laughs> you know, I think I just enjoyed all of it more which sounds weird because i was expecting to enjoy it it doesn't like i was like i'm not sure about this it's like this is a great idea i love all of the things about this i'm excited for it um but i think the i the idea of the book crawl book crawl and just going through it was just somehow even more fun than i expected and i think we were just both in a um in a place to of just like yep let's just this is just a really fun day and I'd taken the day off from work. So it was nice to just be like, yep, this is just what we're going to do today. This is our focus right now. Um, and there was something about that that was just kind of freeing and really allowed for me, um, allowed me to be much more in the moment than I think sometimes mm. I am good at doing here. <laughs> Especially lately, there's just been, uh, you know, summer is a, a busy time with work, with um, life, with everything. And so I think just that, like, nope, this I'm just going to be 100% in the moment, or at least 90% in the moment, Yeah, uh, which is as, as much as I get sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, I will finish uh, sharing the bookstores that we stopped at. So we, the Book Soup in West Hollywood, close to the border of Beverly Hills on Sunset. Fully West Hollywood. Uh, but Fully West Hollywood, but still on the road to Beverly Hills. Um <laughs> And then right behind it is this bookstore that I forgot about uh, called Mystery Pier. Mm-hmm. And it is off, back off the street, literally. It's it's kind of in the alley, sort of, like it, yeah. the second layer. Like you have to take a little path from the street. Uh, and it's a house. It's just a straight up house. Uh, and it is only rare and uh, first edition books. Uh, and we were greeted by a, a very friendly co-owner who was like, have you, you've heard, of, he didn't even, he didn't ask, he said, you've heard of us, of course. And I had kind of remembered that I passed a sign. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, but I mean, you know about us, right? We're a big deal. Uh, he was very charming, very friendly. And that was just sort of um, amazing because it was a tour of lots of things I love, right? The first edition of a bunch of Ian Fleming books. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a script for the film Living Daylights. They had a, uh, a a book that I own called A Man and His Art of Frank Sinatra's Paintings signed by Frank Sinatra. They had like uh, first editions of uh, Marx Brothers, uh, you know, autobiographies and uh, Raymond Chandler books that I not seen the act i didn't realize that was the actual cover of the first edition of the big sleep and kind of on and on and er, like early shakespeare folios like kind mm-hmm. of on and on and it was just sort of like you're in this house off the street in the middle of history that is just was just kind of mind-boggling which kind of added a different energy and mood to the day for me <laughs> totally totally and so if i can add i, I didn't actually tell you this that day so when we had originally talked about book soup i almost brought up mystery pier oh really yeah um because because it's one that i haven't been to either and i was like oh well this would be one that's new for both of us but i knew that it, it it's called mystery pier so i always want it to have mystery books which it doesn't but it is a mystery because you don't know what's inside <laughs> um but i was like i don't know quite how it works if anybody can just walk in or because it is all these first editions if you have to like make an appointment and I just had kind of 
not look meant to look it up and you had put together this beautiful day and so I was like well we'll just see how it goes and I kind of put it out of my mind and then when we got there like wait we can go in because it is it's like a little house back when there used to be houses on Sunset Boulevard that's still there and tucked away um, and you get to you can get to it from Sunset there's a sign on Sunset but you can get to it from um, the little mini parking lot that's behind Book Soup too and it, it was so much fun to see it. I had read some of the articles that he was talking about, <laughs> but it was just so fun to actually um, see um, that the owners were so charming and to just see all of that there and in such a different aspect of like, you know, we're, we're at a store that's mainly new books and we we're going to stores that were used books, but this is a whole different tier of quote used books. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, used by incredibly wealthy people uh, and then sold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Just like it, just about every you know major literary figure you can name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm stumbling trying to even remember it all, but like it was fascinating because like they had some uh, first editions of Vonnegut, who's one of my favorite authors. And one of the things that was fascinating was like the appeal to me is obviously first edition is that that's a record of history and all that. And, you know, some of them are signed and that's a whole other thing. But like some of them are like, wow, I've, I didn't know that was the original cover. I've never seen that cover. Yeah. And then to see like one of my favorite novels, the Kurt Vonnegut's Breakfast of Champions, like, cool, that's the cover of every volume. I could I can go buy that for five dollars at any of the other bookstores <laughs> that we're going to. Mm-hmm. And that idea that made me think a lot uh, as we went through the day about, you know, what gives books value literally financially and what gives it to us, obviously, you know, the stories, the words, the ideas, the pleasure, that stuff. Yeah. But also like the aesthetic, right? Like of the the cover is a big part of what the book is. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to see some of these of like, uh, yeah, if I had, you know, uh, $8,000, I'd pay $8,000 for that cover of The Big Sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd pay... <laughs> however many thousands for the exact same cover of breakfast of champions that that i have yeah yeah right and it was so interesting to me because um i loved that you found the fleming books right away and those were you know have come out with different editions and different covers and that's so much a part of my limited knowledge the aesthetic of those books but then also some of the other books were much more modern books and i was like okay well like it's it was very interesting to me with the more modern books, which ones were on the shelves. And just like you're saying, like, okay, well, there's like a, a Ken Follett book that I probably could just go pick up over here. But that's really interesting. But it's, you know, like famous, well-regarded books. So that's great. But it was just very interesting. Like as new books come out, which ones do you try to get or like were un- unexpected hits yeah. versus, you know, maybe from a, a well-regarded author that you know the next one is going to it's a bigger printing because you know it's going to be a big deal so it was just it was like you said an interesting perspective for the rest of the day yeah yeah so it that and that was very interesting because we went directly from mystery pier we bought back into book soup bought some books and then we went into the valley to the iliad which is the used bookstore which i just love because it's like it's kind of like if you could combine a warehouse with a used bookstore it's so (laughs) big and sprawling i mean it's not a warehouse in in aesthetics because it's got you know nice low ceilings and it's cozy and all that but Mm -hmm. it's just got that expanse of lots and lots of it's a used bookstore like they have a massive massive table right at the front that's the books that they haven't gone through and priced yet clearly and it's just like a mountain of books like we haven't even put these on the shelves yet uh kind of mountainous cavernous beautiful uh old bookstore Mm -hmm. uh and then we finish by going to a bookstore that we've both been to before uh called lost books which is great it's relatively new uh i posted lots of pictures of it on social media because they have a bunch of uh like actual plants 
growing on the walls in the entryway. They've set up uh, the shelves so they're a little bit of a maze, so you can literally get lost in them. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly new books, but then they do have some like surprise used books uh, sprinkled in there, and they have Absolutely. some records, and they have some great uh, Instagram traps <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as modern businesses that want to do well absolutely should. It mm-hmm. really, really helps, and it makes people go, I want, where's that? I want to go there. Yeah. Uh, and then we finished our day. Lost Books is very close to uh, the great uh, garden, uh, Descanso Gardens. Uh, so we finished our day with a little bit of reading time at Descanso mm-hmm. Gardens. So yeah, I think for me, a part of the reason that I wanted to do the book crawl, it was the like, I really want to do something that celebrates the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also like, okay, a part of me, I've been so busy in a good way, where I've been doing lots of creative things, and my brain's been firing in lots of different directions. So there's a part of me that's like, I want to do something calm. And then it's like, you're too restless to just do something <laughs> calm. You won't enjoy it. Because a part of me is like, let's go to Descanso all day and let's sit there for eight hours and read books. And it's like, a part of me is like, that sounds beautiful and I will lose my damn mind in the state mm-hmm. I'm in. So it's like a book crawl would be a mix of calm, relaxing, reconnecting to creative ideas and things you love. And it's on a schedule. So we got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And I think, that what I got emotionally out of it is two things. Is that worked really well. Mm-hmm. I feel like my mind was was taken off of any sort of stresses because it was at bookstores and having fun and engaging with all the books uh, and getting excited about them. Uh, but it, but then having that that okay, but we got to get to the next one. Gave it this sort of uh, energy and life, and didn't feel like I was just like hiding from the world or stagnating. It felt like I was active. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I really got out of it. And then the uh, the other thing I get out of it uh, emotionally is, I get to like this on my birthday where I like I want to do a little something that touches uh, a lot of my core interests or fandoms, and feel like my birthday is a little reflection, right? Mm-hmm. And bookstores are a deadly trap to do that. We're like, okay, well, I I, I probably want to find something kind of. Star Wars related. I, I want to explore some literature that I've liked in the past. I definitely want some mystery or noir or espionage. And I, uh, that's, I think, where I got uh, a little out of control with the book purchases of like, by the end of the day, are my books going to represent who I am <laughs> on my birthday? Right. Uh, and I think I did a, a pretty a, a good job of representation and only an okay job of not buying too many books. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here and just say that you did you did a very well job, a very well job. Goodness. <laughs> uh, you did a very good job. You did well. Thank at, you. Um, I good did. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, I, I feel like you had in the bookstores where you and also the ones where I chose to buy more than one book. We had reasons for it. Uh, it isn't like you're like, okay, I'm going to buy all of these books at Mystery Pair Books. No, I didn't buy any. We didn't and buy I any. I told the guy it was my birthday and he feel, felt bad for me because I clearly couldn't afford any of the books and he gave me a free t-shirt. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> so if you're yeah. looking for first editions, check out Mystery Pair Books. Oh, man. I, I need I need a, a very large piggy bank uh, to save up for <laughs> some of those Bond books. Uh, so... I also want to ask you, what was your personal for you favorite find on the book crawl? Mm, you know, that is a great question. That is, that is, that is a great question. Um, so here's, this is kind of, this is a random one, but it, it wasn't a, a big find. And 
so a few months ago, sorry. <laughs> You're processing emotionally say, live on the I podcast. I am, I am. Listen, listen to those emotions. Royal, royal and broil. Um, so a few months ago, we were at a different used bookstore. And I just, I have a few like authors that I often look for. I often end up looking in um, the mystery sections mm-hmm. in used bookstores. There's a variety of authors that I enjoy reading. And that's just kind of one where some of them are Harder to find some over the years. We have found most of it for a while. Like I, there was, there are some books that I just was searching out. So I, um, it's often where I kind of just peruse for a bit. And that day I was like, you know what? I just want to pick up something just random that I, an author I don't know. And I just want to find one. And I picked up a book um, by Robert Bernard, who is not an unknown mystery author. Like he's very well-known mystery author. Um in the I can't remember 70s 80s 90s somewhere like that um and I really enjoyed the book and uh it's one that I actually did turn around and read relatively quickly because there's plenty <laughs> of books that we've picked up at bookstores that I haven't read but when we were at the Iliad and I was kind of looking at my standard um authors both mystery and non and looking at a few of the sections and there are a few things that I was like "Ooh, maybe I'll find this that I didn't um but then I was like you know what I really enjoyed that book that I picked up at it's one of the last used bookstores that you and I've been to. And I was like, I really enjoyed that. And I actually read it. And I'm going to see if there's another book. I couldn't remember the name, but I had written it down. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, I'm standing right in front of like 10 different books by him. So I'm going to pick one of these and read another book and see what I if it was just the one book that I liked or just kind of so it. It isn't like, oh, that was hard to find or anything like that. But it was just I liked the connection of previous used bookstore to actually reading the book to next used bookstore and being like oh yeah this is the connection this is part of the reason for why we go to used bookstores part of what I love about used bookstores is you can um, you know be wandering around and find these unplanned connections or Mm. unplanned discoveries yeah so that was my favorite find that is an incredibly great one because it is truly just the chain of discovery Mm -hmm. And also a book that managed to pop to the top of your reading list. And like, it's not theoretical. I read it. Yep. I like this author and I'm going to learn more. That's really great. Um, Yeah, I think for me, I had a couple things that I was on the lookout for and I was uh, thrilled to find one of them. There is an edition of of the Fleming Bond novels that were released in like 2002, 2003 that have this very pulpy artwork that is actually from the book it isn't just like a silhouette of bond or a stylized here's one rose and a skull it is images and not images from the movie images from incidents that happen in the novels and i <laughs> so love that uh and i and i couldn't afford them at the time so i, I always hunt for those at, at used bookstores and i did find one of those so i was really thrilled by that but then i i think some of the other finds uh i one of the reasons I like going to bookstores is they fire my creativity on specific projects. Mm-hmm. Of like, I kind of want to buy something that will help me. Like, not only will I enjoy reading this, but it will help me think about a project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I wasn't looking for at all, and I just happened to find, I remember vaguely hearing about it in the past, but it was not on my radar at all. And it is uh, uh, the actor Christopher Lee's. Uh, autobiography, uh, tall, dark, and gruesome. <laughs> and I, I was like, ooh. I opened it up in like the first paragraph. He's like, I'm really paraphrasing, but right away, like the first chapter is just, here's what's, what was going on around when I was born in May of 1922. 
and it starts with like, well, everybody says you should really take your time with writing and figuring it out, but I'm just sitting down and I'm writing this and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it will be like that one time I worked with Orson Welles and he was happy with my performance and he said, that's it. No more takes needed. Print. Great. And like, that's the <laughs> first paragraph that I like read as a test in the bookstore. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. There's a the story I've been wanting to work on for a while that involves kind of an, an old uh, respected actor uh, at the toward the end of his career in life. And it, this this is not towards the end of, of Christopher Lee's life that he wrote this. But it's like that was like perfect for the creativity, too, because like I want to get in the mindset of like, what is it to have been like sort of this uh, respected journeyman actor who's done a million things and has a million stories to tell? Uh, so that was a really, really fun discovery. Yeah, yeah, that's favorite a find. One. Uh, how would you do a book crawl differently in the future? We are we clearly we made a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, we had several failures, and yet it was a success. <laughs> what would you change for our next a uh, book crawl? Yeah, well, we talked about this a little bit. So, um, I one of the things that we talked about if we wanted to do it again that I actually would stick to um, maybe with the caveat as long as we don't go to bookstores like Mystery Peer Books or other ones where everything is very, very expensive. Um, but that we do go through it and say, you know, have it be like you would at a, you know, a food crawl or a bar crawl or a tea crawl, you know, that you are just just doing one. So mm. we we each commit that we're going to get one book, but only one book. Um, and that's why I give some caveat, some limitations of we would have to decide where we're going um, so that we aren't suddenly dropping thousands of dollars that we don't have. <laughs> but yeah, if we go to Mystery Pierce book and we the the uh, cheapest book was four hundred dollars and he told me he, he would give me it for three fifty since it was my birthday. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe we'd have to skip Mystery Pierce. But you think yeah. one book uh, per household like we we trade off getting books or or mm. or one book each i was thinking one book each okay it would be a whole different level to do one book per household yeah that would be extra torturous because i think what I, and that was my original plan because we have a lot of books we do. and i have a lot of books that i want to read and once i open the door to capitalism like mm -hmm. there's a little capitalism monster inside me it's like <laughs> the best way to express my love of literature is to buy so much of it um and so I was. That's why I was like, oh, "We'll just get one. We don't. We can enjoy just enjoy the aesthetic, the ambiance of a bookstore. It doesn't have to be all about buying things." And the reason that that fell apart for me is we went to enough places where I felt like, "But this is a used bookstore. Will it be here next time?" Right. So that's the trap. Well, for me. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, in at at Book Soup, nothing against Book Soup, I found many books I wanted to buy, but I did have that moment of like, well. I'm interested in buying any of these. I'm going to limit myself to one, but are we trying to limit ourselves? And you had found a few that you really liked that were like, nope, this is, they were more unusual finds. Mm -hmm. um, so I almost didn't buy that. But to your point, at Lost Bo Books, we overheard um, one a, a patron asking one of the employees like, oh, I was here before and there's this book on the shelf. I don't see it now. Do you have more copies of it? <laughs> and the poor blue is like, no, everything we've got is out. So if it's not here, it's gone. 
And if I may just give more information oh, about sure. it. So it was a, it was also a Star Wars book that this person was asking about. And I was not near you at the time. And I didn't know if you were overhearing this conversation as well. And I was like, oh, where are you? Are you trying to go tell him what the book is? Because I'm sure you know what book he's looking for. <laughs> I, I felt like it was a conversation between a patron and bookstore owner. And that, that mm-hmm. person was trying to buy it in the bookstore. But I did want to run over and say, yes, it's the lightsaber collection from Inside Editions. It's a very good book. <laughs> But that did, I mean, and that was at the end, but I think you had, we had already talked about it at the Iliad with some of the, this like, okay, well, some of these could very well be gone. And that, and that's why like for me, one, I bought two books at BookSoup that were both used books and it was the same thing. I'm like, well, these are kind of random books and they might be gone. Yeah. Well, we will just have to force, uh, force ourselves to face that horror of one book per right. bookstore per person we I, we, can I, we can each get one yeah because yeah. that's that's what i would change uh, yeah. is, is trying would you do to that? see if we could live up to it yeah uh and i would go into it braced for pain yeah i would be like okay it's like when you need a necessary surgery <laughs> of like <laughs> there'll be parts of this that are really hard but it's it's for the best in the big picture mm-hmm. that's and our next book girl i like it i like it part <laughs> of it for me that's like what i'm really doing is buying a book and also extending the list of books that I intend to check out from the library. That is a very healthy thing to say. <laughs> uh, my capitalism monster is locked away and, and shamed in chains right now. Uh, I want to ask you some fun questions yeah. about book crawling. Do you ever worry about old books getting jealous of new books? Like when we arrived home with our new stack of books, mm. do you ever imagine the books that are piled up waiting to be read here in our home, do they get jealous when they see those new books coming in the door? I do worry about that, honestly. Um, if not for their feelings, for my feelings, <laughs> my, my worry for the books, um, both the old books and just like, they're like, but I was, but I was next on the list. <laughs> and now somebody else is next on the list. Yeah, I try to think of it as, okay, you were literally physically on the top of the pile. Your cover was out in looking at me. You were getting the spotlight, and you were going to be read next. But now I have to pile some other books on top of you. At least I'm saving you from your cover getting a little dulled from the Los Angeles sunshine that inevitably comes through the window. So really, mm-hmm. it's preservation. Exactly. That's what I try to tell the old books. <laughs> uh, in that spirit, if our books could fight oh to gosh. be read next... Which of your books would win? Well, I'm just going to go with, since right now, one of the books that is staring at me is called The Great Sea. <laughs> and it's a book that's about the Mediterranean. I'm going to go ahead and say The Great Sea is a pretty good contender because, you know, water is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to wash over, especially with books. I mean, I guess I'm saying the books are coming to life. Yeah. Is that the point? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting up. Yep. I mean, I feel like water is is pretty powerful. So I'm going to say the Great Sea. I think the Great Sea has a good chance of winning because it's rare to look at a paperback book and say, oh, yeah, I could easily murder a human with that. But that book is so (laughs) big. You could easily bludgeon a person with the Great Sea. Yeah, like a 600 page book. Uh, strangely, this is gonna. This is a really strange answer for me. Yeah. Of the book that I think might win a fight, and I got a lot of. I got a lot of books uh, that can throw some some punches. Some you know books with lightsabers and lots of books uh, with a uh, silenced Walter PPKs. A yeah. lot of heavy hitters. You do, but, and if you're going with what we can see, I can see like five books. You can see. 
two bookshelves. Yeah, I can see lots and lots of bookshelves. So there's, yeah, I mean, maybe uh, uh, The Reckless Road, the photo retrospective of Guns N' Roses. I think that one would be uh, <laughs> up there. Uh, uh, the cock- the Gotham City Cocktails book you got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those are, those are more to be perused, uh, not read. So this is what I'm going to go with, a book that uh, we got at another used bookstore relatively recently. The Nancy Drew Mystery Haunted Showboat. <laughs> <laughs> On a lark, because I, I hadn't read any Hardy Boys books uh, in a long time. And I never read a Nancy Drew book because when we grew up, uh, well, I'll speak for myself. Uh, when, when I grew up, I, I was a victim of lots of the uh, gender lines, right? And Hardy, Hardy Boys were for boys and nancy drew was for girls and uh that would have caused literal problems for me if i was at school reading a nancy drew book uh hopefully things are changing uh so uh, a couple years ago we we picked up a hardy boys book and some nancy drew books at a bookstore at a used bookstore and i just really really enjoyed the nancy drew book (laughs) just uh i think the shock of reading something that is so much of its time but it's also about all sorts of people just knowing that this young girl is super intelligent <laughs> and her father being kind of supportive of like, okay, I guess you're going to go solve a mystery. Oh, you're going to go in that cave and fight some cultists? Okay, Nancy. And it's so pulpy too. And I just mm-hmm. love old pulp stuff. Uh, so I saw this, I think, I don't know if it's first edition, but it's an early printing and the cover's great. And it is, it's it's a showboat. It's like a a, a boat on a river where people put on shows, but it's haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nancy Drew is going to figure it out. So I feel like uh, uh, Nancy Drew would be smart enough to win the fights. Mm-hmm. And it's it's probably not really haunted. It's probably cultists on the showboat <laughs> pretending it's haunted or gangsters of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, rum runners on a haunted okay. showboat pretending it's haunted. <laughs> uh, but still, a, a lot of motivated people would help that book win the fight. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay, so f- this is my next question for you. How would a book crawl be different if you inserted a bar in between every bookstore and it was a book and bar crawl? (laughs) Well, I mean, it depends on what you get at the bar. Because if you get um, one of my favorite sparkling waters, Mm -hmm. then probably not a whole lot different, except that I wouldn't have um, sudden mind freeze due to lack of water. Mm -hmm. So had some positives. Um, might also have some urgency if you're needing to find bathrooms. So it might keep us on that schedule. Oh, yeah. But it might make the, uh, if we're having not sparkling water, uh, it might make the decision to only buy one book that the resolve might weaken. It would crumble over time. very quickly for me. But if I was held to it, you know, in, in sometimes when one gets tipsy, the rules go out the window. And sometimes, at least for myself, when one gets tipsy, uh, at least I get obsessive about the rule. That's true. I think I would probably, you know, be uh, like have have a martini in between every book. So I'd be like, one book, one book. Oh, boy, we've got to do one book. Right. And I think <laughs> I think that you would find books that you otherwise wouldn't You'd be like. This is the one book by. You know what? I would make the joke purchases. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would see like, here's a really interesting, thoughtful book that's probably the right purchase. And then I just see something bonkers mm-hmm. and, and weird. Like one of the things I bought for like $3 at Iliad was the uh, uh, American Graffiti. It, it was a movie. Now it's a book. And it's just pictures. And 
kind of the screenplay, but not really. It's just the dialogue <laughs> written out and then some bare descriptions. But it's mm-hmm. just, ah, yeah, that's one of the things that Iliad has that I love is uh, movie and TV show tie-ins. So they have like yeah. uh, novelizations or maybe original stories of like sitcoms, like Welcome Back, Cotter, and just like weird. I would buy so many Welcome Back, Cotter books <laughs> if I was having a martini in between every bookstore. So dangerous. How many people is it ultimately functional to have on a book crawl? Could you like have 30 people on a book crawl or is that just chaos? Mm, Wow. Wow. I mean, that would be really interesting. Like how you'd really have to, I mean, a bar crawl, it's, it's, still a lot of work to keep everybody together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And most reasonable people only have one drink (laughs) or just Mm -hmm. sparkling water, Mm -hmm. but just the checkout line. If 30 people were buying one book, yeah, I mean, you'd need to allow for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're doing the book and bra crawl, you'd need to maybe find some bookstores that are closer together. <laughs> yes, of course. Safety here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that would be kind of interesting because then what happens, like, what if somebody else gets the book that you really wanted? Oh, you oh, know, like if you bookstore. go on a book, Ooh, book yeah. crawl with 20 people. Or and then then like mm. is it is it fun is it people who you would all like enjoy then sharing the books or would you buy different books because you're with other people? Um, it, I think it would be fascinating. Yeah, you'd almost ha- you'd almost want to do it as like a weird exchange, right? Of like buy a book for somebody else. Or buy a book, and then at the end of the book crawl, one of the books that you've bought, you have to, like, everybody's going to wrap one book, and <laughs> you're going to have a book exchange. And yeah. But, like, it's like a white elephant. Like, right. Just, like, everybody, like, I would, that would be fun. Like, yeah. 20 people. And, like, one person gets the American Graffiti book, and another person gets the first edition of Big Sleep. And just, <laughs> that's the way it works. <laughs> uh, what other crawls would you like to go on bonus points if the crawl starts with the letter b oh yes well um so there is another type of crawl that i keep meaning to go on and i haven't gone on there's yarn crawls Ooh, really um, yeah there's it, a lot of different knitting stores put them on i know they did them in minneapolis i know they do them here in la and i was um always mean to be to participate and then i forget uh so that didn't start with a b um, but yarn crawls, I mean, I kind of like my tea crawl idea that I included it in there. Yeah. Um, but let's so t- tell me more about the tea crawl to go to different tea shops. I would be so wired unless I started drinking herbal tea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to switch, right? Uh, between yeah. caffeine, herbal, yeah. caffeine, herbal. Right. Yeah. But that would be, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. Um, here you go. A bubble tea a bubble tea crawl. That would <laughs> nice. Be very fun. Nice. Uh yeah, um I think this it doesn't start with a B. I it, it would be fun to go on a surprise crawl. You just know you're crawling, but you don't know what. And is every place the same, but you'll find out what it is or is every place different? Like each place is the surprise. Oh yeah, it could be either way. You like the each person could go we're going to a different place now. Mm-hmm. A different kind of place, and mm-hmm. it can't be the same as anybody else's. Yep. That that's this is a chaos crawl, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or it could be somebody is organizing a crawl. One friend, one person in the friend group is in charge of it, but you don't know what you're crawling to. Yeah. Uh, but if I want to go with B, I'd go with a bistro crawl, and it would just be <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, pedantic discussions of what is technically a bistro. Let's define it. Does this count? 
I love it. I'm all in. All in. Excellent. Uh, any final thoughts on a book crawl obsessions as we wrap up? I'm ready for the next one. I am ready for the next one as well. I think that we should do a book and bar crawl uh, where we have one bar in the middle of the book crawl and mm. see how it affects our one book purchasing <laughs> plans. Uh, can you make a noise to sum up your interest in book crawls? Was that a little rocket? Uh, do we have rocket packs going from bar to bar? I mean, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, it was. It was originally influenced by the idea of like flipping through a book. Oh and yeah, then a little yeah, it's because you find something. But... Oh yeah, uh, Christopher Lee's autobiography. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. And on a scale of one to ten, obviously this is not a lifelong obsession because we just did our first one. But uh, how obsessed are you with book crawls? How much is it uh, on your mind? Mm. I mean, this particular one has been on my mind. I would say I'm, you know, like a six and a half or seven. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm going to give myself an eight because mm -hmm. it was really fun. It was really different. Uh, I've been thinking about what, what the next one will be like. And we, in Operation Elegant, as we redo our, our uh, apartment in some ways, uh, the thing that has taken over what used to be the podcast station is a book cart, like a rolling book cart that we had uh, for a theatrical show that we've turned into a bookcase. And I have all of the books that I bought on the book crawl staring at me every second of every day, upping my obsession. They're staring at me going, <laughs> when will you read me, Joseph? Uh, so I'm giving myself an 8 out of 10. We are on to the plug-in. Where can people find you? Mm, yeah, I can be found uh, on Instagram at Scrim Street. Excellent. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Excuse me. I had to swallow. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. And you can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. Info on upcoming shows, comedy albums, stuff like that. You can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And I will be at the HP Lovecraft Film Festival in Portland, October 7th through the 9th. I made a short, uh, darkly comic, cosmic horror film that will be playing at the festival, so I can't wait for that. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. Now, in the interest of having a slightly shorter episode of Obsessed, uh, we are going to jump just to the traditional final question. After this much of talking about book crawls, for you today, mm -hmm. what is happiness? Happiness is finding a shady spot in a park outside to sit after a book crawl and have some time to actually read one of the books you just bought. Oh, that really sounds great. And unfortunately, we can't do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to take some seconds uh, after we stop recording uh, to just imagine uh, that I'm outside reading a book, if you don't mind making wind sounds. Happily. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you all so much for listening. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Okay, let's actually do this. Let's, let's make the soundscape of I'm reading outside. So I'm reading the Christopher Lee autobiography, and you are the sounds of nature. Here we go. Oh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what an amazing insight. Purple, 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 purple. A squirrel! <laughs> <laughs>